that's well, the, that's, they're that's trying the to make it a problem, mystery. isn't it? Because I feel like it would have been a fresh idea to be like Ghost Dad. He he's going through walls. <laughs> Ghost Dad, he's going through doors. Weeknights on Dad's ABC. Been through a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, you don't know Ghost Dad? You don't know fucking Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. <laughs> Look, I knew, I knew what that was. <laughs> He's walking, he's walking through, through doors. <laughs> he's falling through floors. He's going through a lot lately, but he's still dad. It's ghost dad. Hello. Welcome to this very low energy episode of Press Any Key. It's episode 120. Uh, you can find all of our social media down below and join our conversation not only in the comment section but in our Discord, which is also linked below. With me, as always, is my co-host Nick McFly. Everyone, give it up for Hey Gingy on the ones and twos. Hey. And um, no mic this week. No mic this week. That's he's, right. He's back. He's been extradited again. <laughs> it happens. Uh, where is he now? He's back in his home of uh, Roku City. Okay, he's on trial. He's on, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's you know. Listen, you could only run from the law for so much. Yeah. They will catch you. He's got good lawyers, so hopefully we'll have him back next week. Who's that guy that was on the FBI's most wanted list for like 10 years? They found him recently. Matt Damon. Uh, yeah. The Golden State Killer? Yes, yeah, the one. Jason yeah, Bourne. Yeah, yeah. Oh, him, Golden State Killer. And then um, you can't corner the Dorner. That was the, <laughs> that's the other big one. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can't corner the Dorner. So, Bert, good luck. Um, yeah, what an intro. He's keeping good company. <laughs> What <laughs> you know? When I die, that's who I want to be remembered. Beside yeah. Pat Nap, Chris Dorner, two piece. I don't even in know pot. who that is, but I know I'm not supposed to like him. Oh, you don't know who Chris Dorner is? Not off the top of my head. All right, I'll tell you the story later. It's, yeah, okay. There's some there's some controversy around it. So, so speaking of controversy, Nick, um, you know how much we love streaming services bringing video games to their platform trying their hand at other <laughs> types of entertainment see the funny part is is here that this is google so it's not like yeah they can't they around. can't put a link on their service to take you off their service because it is their service they own the internet <laughs> so um google hopes to make a feature dubbed playables available on desktop and mobile it's currently looking um for employees to test it test the feature internally basically youtube is trying to get um, games added to their platform. I'm assuming this will probably play out kind of like the games that are in Discord, mm -hmm. the free games that I always fuck around on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it has. I think it also has to. Um, it could also do like the. It could bring bring back Flash. You know what I mean? The rise that'd of be Flash games. You know, or maybe a different platform to make shitty browser games. You're saying that, that uh, YouTube is going to break new grounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying here. Um, YouTube already boasts a large, library, a large library of gaming content that includes both live streams and pre-recorded videos. Uh, Google even attempted to spin this content out into its own app in 2015 with the launch of YouTube Gaming, but it was discontinued in 2019 after the company admitted that a lot of brand confusion. I don't know why they do that shit. Like, so they have tried this before. Yeah, yeah, but they um they spun it out into a different platform. You know, oh, don't go to YouTube. Go to YouTube Gaming. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Which I think if they're going to do YouTube gaming, which is something that they do already do. Like if I just pull up YouTube right now and uh, where the hell is gaming right here? Well, that's <sighs> just gaming clips, but it, it will do uh, what's it called? It'll bring you like, this is like the top what's streaming right now. Gotcha. You know what I mean? 
So I like that idea. This, this so basically, it'd be up in the top left where you have like YouTube Music. There'd be a tab uh, even further. Yeah, left. yeah, yeah. So it'd be uh, over there. That's what I'm saying. Is that like I just think keep it part of just the platform? Keep it, uh, yeah, or and more specifically, keep it under gaming. Right. Like games this way. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, here's all your gamers that you like to watch and all. And of then your if clips. you hit like the gaming tab at the top, you'll get a whole selection of. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, integrate it. Put it all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. That would be the way to do it. Now, I know for a fact they're not going to do it that way, and they're going to fuck this up big time. Well, you already go to you go to Google Flights, you go to Google Mail. Now you're just going to go to Google Games. I don't know. It probably won't work. But. This is why I'm glad Steam exists because they have that majority. This is like I'm glad why Spotify exists because right. they were the first Netflix. They were the first ones to innovate. That's, see, that's my worry. And they they created the the the, the stranglehold, the majority on I, the market. The, and now these other technologies are coming in. You know what I mean? You know, I Apple's don't want gaming to do that. I you don't know? want gaming to like. That's the thing is like we were talking about um, Fortnite the other day, and I'm like, I don't want to download a new launcher. I just don't like. I just let me stick to Steam. Put your fucking content on Steam and leave me alone. But my question is, do you want all of your games to be under one service in case that service goes away? That is a good point, um, and that's a real problem actually because we were we've been talking about it this week, so. That Go XLR that I have. Mm-hmm. So TC Helicon fired all. Write this down. I'm gonna clip this out. Right, I am. Um, TC Helicon fired all of their software team that supports the Go XLR without making the app source code open for other devs in the community to jump in and continue right. to update it with features and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so eventually it's gonna stop working. Right. It's on a slow path to death now. Right. Like that's it, no. So every every piece of content I ever made with that thing, um, or anything I could hope to do with it in the future, it's now an unreliable piece of tech. It's just gonna wither off and die. Thankfully, there's other competition in the area that I can right. move to another platform, and everything will be a okay. And that's what I'm saying here. That like, yeah, I don't want like google and youtube to start being like a primary gaming platform that have exclusives that i wanted but also at the same time yeah yeah. the diversity of multiple different launchers at least has that going for it i mean because now i'm fucked i'm 250 bucks in the hole on this fucker and it's just gonna go away but it's interesting though that like at least when you're limited by hardware the you have diversity like if you look at gaming consoles you got the big three, mm-hmm. but if you're looking at, you know, like Netflix, which is not a hardware company, it's a software company, they had a stranglehold until now everybody's branching off and doing their own thing. Whereas I think games, gaming is more susceptible to having that type of model where it's everybody's just like, nope, sorry, you got to come to us. You want our stuff? You got to come to us. Yeah. The, the conversation we had today was basically like, what, like, can you feasibly use after this? Like with spending the least amount of money, like what's going to get you where you need to be with not outspending another five hundred dollars, another seven hundred dollars. Like, and what keeps you in like the two fifty range? And unfortunately, that doesn't look like it's gonna happen no. for me. Because what these geniuses did, these bastards. All right, so the guys who invented the Go XLR at TC Helicon, mm-hmm. right? They started their own gaming audio company, right? And they put out this Go XLR killer. Okay, a whole ecosystem. It's called the No XLR. <laughs> they were smart about it, though. What they did was they created the microphone is a USB mic that has all the software and all the processing in it 
That's like $280 right off the bat for that mic. You can do everything you need to with that mic to route all the computer, the mixing board, everything you want, right? But it's all software-based. You want to control it hardware-based, you got to buy a separate mixer, which equals the same price of a GoXLR when you bought them brand new. Right. So now what they did is they created a necessity and split the two. However, if you still buy the microphone or that, like, it'll still work, like that type of yeah. thing. So, like... They know what they're doing. Like yeah. as this thing's going out now, they're take like they're taking off. But this wouldn't be possible without that diversity of, I guess you could say, competitors. Yeah, you know what I mean, exactly. It's true. So yeah. Anyway, YouTube, don't do this. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for them putting games on their platform. Just, just don't be a dick about it. Uh, I wonder if this says anything about when the um, how exactly YouTube plans to monetize. Oh, it's unclear how YouTube plans to monetize playables. Well, YouTube's never never really been about monetization. What? I mean, it's like they're subsidized. They're not. They don't make money, right? They're YouTube? subsidized by Google. I don't think they're subsidized. The thing is that they keep growing, so they keep getting investors. Right. That's the loop. But most of their users are using the platform yes. for free. Yes. Most, most people don't use premium. Yeah, that's true. But premium is. Not, I, I give it ten years and they'd have they'll have a steady revenue stream from premium. Oh yeah, sure. it's gonna take a yeah. long time, but YouTube's been around for twenty years at this point. Yeah, but the partner program's only been around for ten. Yeah. So people can only like that's the month that we're only ten years into it's, monetization. It's, it's, so. it's, it'll be interesting because people are so used to this is free. I just it's the same thing with like music. People are just accustomed to getting music for free. Which is a crime. Yeah. That is a crime. So people are used to getting YouTube for free. So I don't yeah. know if most users are gonna are gonna switch over. I hope so. But that's a whole nother conversation. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, bad games. I think you like Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> um, casually, yeah. Casually, not okay. a big, huge fan, but I you do. weren't gonna play Gollum. Um, no, I wasn't planning. Well, you on better it. get out there and get it because that shit. I've is seen Donkey's review of now. it. <laughs> uh, so the developer, which created the new Lord of the Rings Gollum video game, is set to close after a rather disastrous launch. Um, I think it's Daedlic, Daedalic <laughs> Entertainment, or Dadlic, How do you spell it? or Deadlick, D-A-E-D-A-L-I-C Entertainment. Daedlic, yeah. Daedlic. Um, D's nuts. <laughs> the maker behind the poorly reviewed action adventure game is shutting down its eternal development department. Um, as reported by Games Witchcraft, it'll it's now shifting its focus to a game game's publishing sales and marketing instead after the release went down like a lead balloon with um with many fans basically hating the game in a statement issued the company said the decision was a difficult turning point so this uh screenshot it was added to the um the screenshots of disappointing release you know materials from mm -hmm. from developers so it reads dear players <laughs> <laughs> Dear players, we we would like to sincerely apologize for the underwhelming experience many of you had with uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum upon its release. We acknowledge and deeply regret the game did not meet the expectations we set for ourselves uh, or for our dedicated community. Please accept our sincere apologies for, uh, for any disappointment this may have caused. Our goal as a studio is to have passionate Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, has always been to tell a compelling and immersive story during adventure. Crafting the story of Middle-earth as a playground has... Been the greatest honor and the biggest challenge we faced so far. So, yeah. So, they, they, they kind of knew they were in the hole on this, it would seem. Our development team has been working diligently to address bugs and technical issues you experienced. So, basically, they put this out and was like, 
we're going to support this game and get it in the right place. And now they're saying, we're not making games at all anymore. Yeah. Like, we're done. We're going to so, we're gonna switch to selling other people's games. What other them. games, had they done anything else? I don't think anything like this, though. They had done, like, mobile stuff and, like, small, gotcha. like, indie projects. This was the first one they, they really... That s- makes sense. Yeah. Based on what I know about it uh, from Donkey, it was, like... You basically are a slave, like Gollum is a slave, mm-hmm. and it's a, like, what kind of, in the modern world of gaming, do you think that this is a good fucking idea? And, like, the game is split up in this weird, like, half of it, he's, like, underground slave, like, doing people's bidding, and I guess in jail, and then the other half is, he goes back and, like, like he goes above ground, and you get to do things in the Shire and shit, you know what I mean? Mm. But I've never seen any of that footage. Hell, I've only seen this slavery I don't, I stuff. Don't, I don't think anybody made it that far, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I was watching streams of this the weekend it came out, and I don't think anybody made it. But, yeah, it's sad. It's sad, you know, because it feels like, you know, these guys, uh, <laughs> any one of these developers, you know? Yeah, he doesn't look great. He looks terrible. Um, He's got to go see that, a doctor. You know? That gets handed any sort of licensed property. They try to do the best that they can with it. And sometimes they fuck it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you end up with the greatest superhero trilogy ever put out on gaming. And then other times you end up with Gollum. You know what I mean? I mean, even Peter Jackson fucking fumbled the ball with the the Hobbit Hobbit movies. movies, It's like he was put in a weird situation and had to, you know, pick up, uh, what, weeks before they went to shooting. And it just... Came out really shitty. And it Does could, that speak about Peter Jackson? No, it's just the situation. Hey, man, I'm just saying, some days you end up with Across the Spider-Verse, and other days you end up with Fantastic. okay? Yeah. The, the, the chasm is wide, all right? <laughs> Wait, what was the connection between those? You just Sony in general? <laughs> no, no, just one is, well, they're the same genre of okay. film, but one is absolute dog water, and the other one is Molly Water. <laughs> What's the other <laughs> it's um, a good time. multiverse movie that we just recently watched? That would be the Flash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now. I would. I would say. Do that, you know that that's the biggest superhero bomb of all time? Good. That has bombed. There's been no movie that's bombed harder in the superhero genre than that movie. Indie's not doing so good either. I right? mean, that's not superhero genre though. I know, but I mean, just <laughs> while we're on the topic. Yeah, but that like, is having. I love how the Conjuring is is uh, like it beat out indie this week. It's like. This is the second week that it's been in theaters, and it's getting knocked out by The Conjuring, uh, the fifth Conjuring movie. Yeah, we were in the And car. it's not even a Conjuring movie. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's an Insidious. No, it's, a, it's the same. People. They're all the same. I got it. I got it. That's the thing is that before we move over there, I will say this. Before the movie started, I did look up. Is this a Warner Brothers thing? Because they need a win. And then I was like, oh, it's the other James Wan, Patrick Wilson uh, horror yeah. franchise that is at their competitors. That's at Sony and Screen yeah. Gems. I was like, damn, they're not even catching a win on this one. I'm just one. realizing now, I uh, being that we have so many movies coming up, I'm going to go see um, the uh, new Wes Anderson movie, yeah. movie this week. I was like, okay, let me get my A-list reinstated. Mm-hmm. And they, like, I was talking to the guy at the counter. He's like, um, oh, what movie did you just see? Because I was getting credit mm-hmm. for it. And I was like, The Conjuring. And it, like, he must have went and like realized like, he definitely means insidious, yeah, yeah. right? Well, I imagine most people were because yeah. when I went there today, that fucking theater was packed. Oh, well, you went in the afternoon. I went in the morning. Um, what was the um? You were talking about oh um Gollum the A list shit. Yeah. Um, we're go- we got we got tickets to see Mission Impossible mm-hmm. tomorrow because we got early oh, screening access with that A list shit. Yeah. It comes out Wednesday, so technically you could start go seeing it Tuesday. I could. You need to. I actually. I'm glad we're bringing this up. You need to shotgun 
three Mission Impossible. I don't know movies, if I have it in me. I don't know. They're good. This I one just has don't know if I have the energy to do it. I promise. Okay, Pat. The last time Nick did this, last, he got COVID yeah. from John Wick. <laughs> but the John last, Wick but the, give me COVID. But the last time Nick <laughs> shotgun three action franchise movies in a weekend, he was like, "Hey, this is actually really great." I re and this is the same. This is the same caliber. Except it's more like spies. And, and then stuff. I was laid out for two weeks. And then there's a weird. <laughs> and then there's a weird. Uh, there's you notice this weird thing that went on in 2011 where they kept trying to hand franchises off to Jeremy Renner. They did that with Mission Sp Mission Possible. They as well. did. Yeah, that's the what they did and Jason for Bourne. Uh, Jason Bourne. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those movies came out like three months apart. And guess what? The uh, the one movie was like no. And they brought Matt Damon back, and the other one was like, keep Tom Cruise. And now Jeremy Renner is not even in those Now movies. Jeremy Renner is in rehab. <laughs> in a, 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 not, not rehab. What's it called? Uh, Occupational therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, Nick, there's, a, there is a, there's, some, there's a movie coming out this month that has some very big political controversy around it right now. And just in general. Um, <laughs> Uh, Here, let me guess. Um, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol it's Part One. <laughs> uh, it's called Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning Part One. <laughs> close. That's what I was, I was close. testing you. <laughs> okay, close, close. Um, uh, Oppenheimer. You know what? I thought so too. Because you know, if they're making a movie about the Manhattan Project, you want them to, you want them to make a movie about something that's real, right? Because yeah. that was the grift this week on Twitter that nukes weren't real. Um, I don't even want to go there. Um. But no, surprisingly, the biggest political ramifications coming from this summer's blockbuster slate seems to be from the Barbie movie oh boy. over its South China Sea map. Now, um, Barbie's really gotten herself into a mess this time, <laughs> eh? I can see the play set. Like, yeah, yeah. Barbie at the United Nations. Apologize I, I to the United Nations. Yes, <laughs> I picture Barbie on like an atomic submarine and she's drawing on, a, on the map, you know, like, all right, we strike here. And it's hot pink. And it's a hot pink submarine. So not very stealthy. I was gonna say they still can't see it. So um, Reuters uh, is reporting that reporting that Vietnam has banned Warner Brothers' highly anticipated film Barbie from domestic distribution over a scene featuring a map that shows China's unilaterally claimed territory in the South China Sea. State media reported on Monday, the U-shaped nine-dash line is used on Chinese maps to illustrate its claims over the vast area of south uh, areas of the South China Sea, including swaths of what Vietnam considers its continental shelf, where it has awarded oil concessions. So, is I don't understand. It, Get the what, map up. What's there. the what's the accepted? Um, it's interesting though. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice the dashes. Yeah, I was thinking uh, next to Asia on the right. Yeah, see but, that line. Uh huh. Um, so I was actually watching uh, a Johnny Harris video on YouTube about this today. They dispute the territory in the sea, you know, the, the way they draw their maps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm saying who's in the right? Who's... I don't. This, I don't think China is innocent. It's okay. Yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> yes. I realize that Barbie is Barbie's not even a part of who's this in the right in the real world yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same thing as like you know Taiwan, where they're like, oh yeah, Taiwan's ours. It's like yeah, okay, all right, you can say that, but. Yeah. They recognize themselves as an independent nation. So I mean, the, the other thing is, um, I will, well, I'm saying that like, so China draws its map one way, and they fucking go overboard with like what they claim. Yeah, is they're theirs. claiming more territory because that depiction of the map is in this movie, 
Vietnam's like, well, fuck you. We're not putting this ma- of this movie on because that's what this depicts. I don't even know if that's supposed to be that dash line. It looks think- like it's just like a like an Indiana Jones, like oh, and yeah. then we go here. Uh, you're talking. I'm think I'm thinking up here though. What? Why no. wouldn't it be next to Asia? That's like the where do you see that's China? Greenland. That that's Asia. It. Like that's, China is yeah, in that's, Asia. That's, yeah, that's I know that. Line. What am I? What's down here then? That's just. I think like that's supposed to be count, Japan. Count these dashes. Uh huh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What? Maybe not. Oh. Is it seven? I see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's still wrong. Um, there's a turtle. Does that help? That's well. I don't know why you're looking up by Greenland. That is. I don't think it's an accurate map of the world. Because it's not supposed to be. It's so. not supposed to be. Because Africa's all the way down here. Why would Asia be uh-huh. all the way up into the right? What? And why would the UK just be right here in the middle? But it doesn't matter. That one's literally labeled Asia. Yeah, I get that. That's, that's all that really matters. I get that. But I'm saying that the drawing that they're offended by is probably this one. I up don't here. think so. Because this up here would be China and Korea and uh, what's it called? Where are you? Why would why would that be China? Because this looks like the what I have in my head of what that part of the map looks <laughs> no, like, Nick. And I don't. Think I know so. you know that this isn't what Asia looks like on a map. This looks closer. So okay, let's just look at like let let's lay it out. And like this looks like a rat bursting through a bottle of <laughs> okay, water. We also okay, need that's to remember England. Barbie that's England, is for right? children. That's this England is a child with the map. crown on it. Okay, Asia over here, Africa, Australia, mm-hmm. United States. This is Greenland. So although it might not be perfect, they're all approximately in the right. So spot. then I don't understand what they're upset over. Oh, okay. all, all that they're upset that basically they think that this is affirming China's claims to this to the uh, so South China Sea. DreamWorks in 2019's animated film Abominable, and last year it banned Uncharted for Sony's Uncharted, and the Australian spy drama Pine Gap in 2021. Um. We do not grant license for the American movie Barbie to release in Vietnam because it contains offending images of the nine dash line. Let me see what the nine dash line actually looks like. Oh, that's actually what I'm Googling right now. Um, I'm pulling up. Oh, I see. You see what I'm oh, saying, I right? I wonder if we could get it overlaid with the Barbie map. You see what I'm saying, right? By that other, by that other piece, that, 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 that piece of geography just doesn't like this right here is the nine dash line. It has that same type of, I think it goes the wrong way, but I, either way, either way, I think it was innocently done for sure. I don't Um, think anyone was thinking about it. Honestly, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> I could I could be honest either whether it was uh whether this is VFX or somebody hand painted this or whatever Margot it was Robbie did this. they were not thinking they were not thinking nor did they care about the 9 dash line I think it's just a stylistic thing honestly Yeah but I like I said this is not meant to be accurate in the slightest <laughs> at all You like, don't say obviously because fucking Asia's all the way up here for whatever the actual Asia's up here then they labeled whatever this is supposed to be over here I mean you're looking at it as like the it doesn't physically look like Asia but think about like Eurasia like that could be part of the Asia that connects to Europe 
And just think about you being you're, a kid you're, you're trying to draw of, a map. You're literally thinking of the borders of China. That could be all of like, you know, the, that whole side of the map, including parts of Russia, which then it would make more sense. A so little. it wouldn't be Asia. No, that's part of Asia. Eurasia. But it's not all. Like, they, that, all right. <laughs> not even worth it. Okay. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, Nobody's seeing fucking Barbie in Vietnam, though. Not for now. We'll see if they yeah. can diplomatically solve that. They're not going to do it. We do have to buy our Barbie tickets after this. Yeah, it's uh, true. We said we were going to buy our Barbie tickets. That's right. Well, we're, we are, we're going to do that together, right? Are we seeing Barbie together? And Oppenheimer? No, Oppenheimer, where are, we already have tickets to the city. I thought we were doing Barbenheimer. I have never heard I, this plan before. I, that's why I said the pull up last week's episode. And I said we got to get our tickets. We bought our Oppenheimer tickets fuck, you know, like a month you. ago. I'm out of here. Like a month ago. If you want to see if the 70 millimeter in the city on Friday night still has tickets, it's six no, stories I'm tall. I'm doing the full day. Are we doing both on the same weekend? Yeah. 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 We're gonna have a Barbenheimer. I'll go oh. with I'll go with Mike. I'll go with Mike. It's fine. Do okay. we need T-shirts? No. I can make. I can <laughs> we make. Do t-shirts. not need T-shirts. T-shirts are expensive as fuck. I made one. <laughs> one T-shirt cost me like probably eighty dollars. Anyway, what? Um. So, um, speaking of cheap shit, um, we saw Insidious: The Red Door. Damn, we're this already weekend. there. Yeah, like I said, we're keeping we're keeping it nice and tight this yeah, week. Yeah, man. Um. Listen, so, so I well, what I can assume from this is that Mike is the reason our episodes run fucking long. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say so. We should kick that guy's ass. <laughs> so, so, um, Insidious the Red Door, also Insidious Five, uh, whatever you want to call Not it. To Look, be confused I don't with have, the Conjuring. I normally we always do non-spoiler spoiler. I have very little to say non-spoiler. I can sum it up in one sentence, and it is simply. This movie is objectively awful. However, if you're a fan of Insidious, you can check it out. All others need not apply. You, I didn't think it was awful. You don't need to see this. Um, it's boring and slow, besides for small little bursts here and there. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. It's it's. Uh, I called it before we started the epilogue to a TV show I used to watch a long time ago. Uh, they stopped this story at the at the second one. They re- they they resolved it by you know the the whole charm and everything like the hypnosis to make them forget yeah. everything. And then the third movie was about the chick in the hospital. Pre- it's a prequel about Elaine. Yes, the parapsychologist. Yes, mm-hmm. and then I think the fourth one is also about her. I think the fourth one's young her. I think the third one is just a prequel. I think you flip flop those. Oh. Third one is a prequel. Mm-hmm. Fourth one is just a different story with Elaine and her two backup okay. squad. Okay, with their homies. Uh, yeah. Um, and then this one feels almost like one of those legacy sequels. It that does. Yeah. It does. But I'm glad. Like it was. It's just one of those things where like I'm. I'm glad I watched it as somebody who enjoys the first three films. But I this this doesn't I this doesn't need to live beyond that. <laughs> um. So I'm a I'm. I hadn't seen the movies since they came out, the first couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was always like a big fan of Insidious just because I, the imagery has always stuck with me. And I thought the concepts are really good. It's I rewatched the first two before I went to go see this one. Um, and they're really underwritten. And definitely the first one, especially, 
they didn't have the budget to match the scope of what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like they were really ambitious and like played with some cool concepts that I don't think any other horror franchise had done really. Um, and I thought this one was like an okay conclusion to the Lambert story. I didn't think it was awful. It was it was a little slow, but it was nice to you know see this again. This one looked the cheapest. You think so? Oh yeah. There's an effect. You, when was the last time you saw the first two? There's an effect in this film where in the other movies when they explore certain areas, we'll just say the that, further. Uh, I don't want to give it away. When they explore certain areas, that looks. Absolutely flawless. There's one scene of this movie towards the end where there's a transition in that space. I saw the black back curtains on the back of the studio you wall. You saw the metal legs and the sandbags the at the bottom. Yes, I saw that. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I I saw the the rod in the middle and I saw the the waves and the curtains. I'm like, that's amateur directing right there. He just didn't see that in the edit. Which is that this is Patrick like Wilson's first movie, so it makes sense. Listen, oh, this is his this is first. first this is his directorial debut, and I think because it's one of these things where it's like it's a material he's familiar with. Obviously, he's this is one of those guys who's like, hey, I've been to the racetrack so much. Yeah. Why don't I drive a car once in a while and see how, how many, it happens? Uh, across all of these Blumhouse horror movies, how many has he done? I don't. That was the other thing too. I don't think the first one was a Blumhouse horror it was, movie. No, was they it? weren't Blumhouse yet, but Jason Blum was a producer on it. Yeah, okay, okay. So it's, you know, like that basically catapulted you Got know, it. Jason Blum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so the first two of these, has he been in all of the Conjuring movies? Patrick Wilson? Yeah. Yes. How many of, of those are there? There's five. There's three mainline ones. There's one, the nun. two, and the devil made me do it. And then he's in the he's in the... What's the one Annabelle comes home that he's also in? I'm bringing up. They have the... a very limited role in that one, and that's the yeah. four that he's in. But then now he's in all three. He's in the three yeah. big Insidious movies. Damn. So, um, yeah, I I really don't have anything. I I just want to get into the guts of this and talk about this like spoilery. I don't know, Liz. Do you have anything non-spoiler you wanted to mention? Um, I thought it was fine. I didn't think the horror payoff was good enough. Like I got some good sure, yeah. jumps, but that was about it. Also, like Pat and I can talk about our theater experience today. It was not the worst. Like I've definitely been in worse theaters, but this was like it was two o'clock on a Sunday. It was very full, surprisingly. There were uh had to be ten teenagers behind us that couldn't decide if they wanted to stay and watch the movie or just like Talk and huggy. This one teenager came in. This fucking guy late. kicked my chair twice, twice, and he kept coming in. And what? It's like what do you, what do you spend money to go to the movies for if you're gonna act like a fucking animal the entire time? They're like, like Mike's guy. And then and then week. he's fucking walking through the aisle behind us with his phone. I guess. Do I? He was an hour late. That guy like, was an hour late. There was another guy that came in and hugged people, and like he's bending down and like put his hand on Pat's chair, like directly in between our shoulders, and we're both like, "Hello, like, yeah, exactly." And I'm like, "Hey, can you not?" And then of course, like he sits next to me and has his fucking phone in his face the entire time. At, um, at one point, any, any at one point, all I said was, "You could turn the brightness down." And then he just put his phone down and didn't look That's at me, great. didn't say anything That's the great. entire time. But like, but it's just like, it's just like, stay home, 
stay home. The, the girls yeah. with them must have gotten up. And I'm glad this three is three times to get like refill their slurpees. I'm like, do you want to watch the movie? Yeah. Like, how can I be scared and like in the moment with like you all? I'm being assuming. Heathens? I'm assuming like. From the teenager perspective, this is just a way to get out of your house and be with your friends and have somewhere to go. Oh, yeah. Well, we said, I'm like, oh, we're yeah. not, I'm not going to any teenager show times ever again after yeah. this. Like, listen, I've been in movies with plenty it. of teenagers, and nine times out of ten, they are fucking little shits. Sometimes, like, when I like when we see the big movies, like when we see like all the Marvel movies, everybody's usually chill. John Wick, everybody's chill. Even the teenagers, because they're... This, everybody's hyped this is it, a yeah. fucking distraction for them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, fuck you, okay? I got work tomorrow, bitch. Okay? I got a podcast to do. <laughs> right, yeah. And, like, you know what? I was that teenager. I was a little shit, and I know we it. We all were. But, like, I was never God that damn, guy it's annoying now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't... In a movie believe. theater, I was never that yes, dude. in a movie never, theater, ever. I was very I was respectful. Not, I was not, like, getting up and talking, because, like, I enjoy going to the movies, so, like, that was fun for me as a teenager, but, my God, I wanted to, like, turn around and be like, can you please just shut the fuck up? But then I didn't need 15 teenagers, like, launching their Slurpees at me. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is because they're entitled little fucks as well, so if you tell them that they're wrong, they don't just take their lashings and shut the fuck up. They gotta like have the a guys mouth about it. Yeah. To you. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm 30. Oh, okay, fuck. there's a difference. Okay? Um. Uh, all right, I so. walked out of the theater, and I saw, like, my buddy Eric and his wife. I was just like, Hey guys, they were like, were you just in that movie? Yeah, yeah, I was. They're like, why are you by yourself? I was like, because I got a fucking podcast where I got to see a thousand movies every week. I'm not going to drag Alexis to every single one. We brought this up. She doesn't like to go. I mean, not every time. Um, We watched the two. I forced her to sit through this the first two Conjuring uh, Insidious movies, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to the theater. Do you want to come? She was like, nah. We talked about this in the car. I was going to say it before, but I guess it fits here. I was like, is this the first movie we're seeing in like two weeks that hasn't bombed? That hasn't bombed because the place was packed with people. Well, that and their budget was probably razor thin. Well, yeah, so their budget was $15 million, I think. Um, and I think, what's it up at like 50? They the have, they've, domestically, they took in 32, which okay. means this thing already paid for itself. Yeah. Internationally, they did another 31. Um, so 64 million altogether. So let's see what it makes by next week because, they, oh, well, They're they got till stomped in the they dirt. got till Wednesday yeah. to clean house. But the other thing is that so um, well, who's seeing movies on Mondays and Tuesdays? It is the summer though, yeah. So it is the summer, families. and like the 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 the, sh- the screening that um, we got tickets for is fucking packed with people. Ghost Protocol uh, uh, for Dead Reckoning. I j- I just mean. For Insidious. Oh, no, no, no. On Monday and Tuesday, they're not going <laughs> to... Well, okay. I, actually, I have a... Th- this is... I've checked out the subreddits. The fans like this. They yeah, think this sure. is a good entry. And honestly, I didn't even hate the events that took place in the movie. It's how... It's the pacing it's, it was of the it. execution of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, it was marketed exactly to the people who they needed this to see. Um, they knew that... It was in good hands because it was n- maybe not a director or a writer from you know because Lee Winnell did not write anything for this he did, oh, yeah? he did the story but this is the first one he doesn't have a writing credit on, um, and yeah I mean he they handed it off to the lead actor who wants to try his hand at directing and he did an okay job I guess and that, yeah he wanted the, to do uh, the father son story in the eyes of the fans well, like I said I don't think and like it 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 it's it's a good premise right because yeah. it's like. What happens like next? You know yeah. what I mean? Because like that, I remember chapter two was such a 
it was such an insidious ending. You know what they I mean? Clo- like they just closed. They the door. literally just closed the door, like, and all right, that's it. Later, like, yeah. And you and that's supposed to be like, all right, that's like a time in their lives, and it's like now it's all this years later, and all this trauma is bubbling up, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. This this uh, distance between them. Um, this oh. too also did the whole. Uh, <laughs> your hero is divorced, and his kids hate him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but. That you could have seen that coming from the first two movies. That marriage was rough. <laughs> that's that's one way to put it. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, what format did you see this in? It was the the only one that was available. Laser, was regular. Whatever. I got a laser. Well, that's the, that's just what it is now. Is la- laser at AMC well, or whatever at, the fuck, at right? My at my theater, they have just like digital is is the standard one, mm-hmm. and then this one was laser, and it had like. 18 seats in the whole theater. I'm oh, like, what? Nice. this is weird. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like it's like, all right, all right, come on, you little assholes. We're this is just for you. <laughs> come on, come to the tiny theater. Um, yeah. So number, number, I would give this, I'd say this is like a four out of 10. That's, that's brutal. You're, you're putting the, you're saying that this is more of a miss than fucking the flash. I'm saying what, I think this movie sets out to do it doesn't do well. It has it has every horror trope for the last fifteen years of horror. There's no fresh ideas in this at all. But I, there's I, for me, it's like I'm not saying that, that this take is wrong. But for me, I just had a good time. I like the characters. I did. I think it was the best. <laughs> I did the meme at one point. I looked. I was, I'm straight up not having a good time. I I, I, give I it like checked a six. my watch constantly. Like yeah. I this was. Listen, we saw five horror movies in a row last summer, all varying degrees of of quality and how much I liked them, but I didn't dislike any of them. This is the first one in a while. I'm just like this is de- this is one of those. This is like uh tourist trap eight. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's what this feels like now. Granted Hostile. granted, this is not one of those things where it's like, oh, they brought back the the, the lead actress's sister from the second seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's none of that shit. It's it's the actual, all the original players are back. So it has that legacy sequel vibe to it. You know what I mean? And those are all the rage now, so. Liz, what's your, your rating? Um, I'm going to give it a six. Just because I just, I enjoyed it. I think if our theater hadn't sucked, I might have been more, like, Ooh, like scared by something. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. Um, but it, there were points where it was either like there, the pacing was terrible. It was either going too fast, too slow. Um, we can talk about the opening. I thought after the opening that this was going to be like stellar. I thought the opening was great. And then it just like crashed and burned for me. Um, there was some stuff that I was like, why'd you, why'd you do that? That's, this seems silly. This is a silly idea. Um, but otherwise it was, it was just, it was just okay. It was just a, a good, a solid six. I didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Yeah. It's just there. Okay. Let's get into it. What even? Wait, did you, you, you didn't, didn't give, give it a number. I, did. I gave it a six. Okay. No, I don't yeah. think you did. I you did. did. You, we'll watch the episode back. That's <laughs> you said you gave it a four and I was like, oh, that's harsh. I liked it. I had a good time. I liked the characters. I'd give it a six. 
Okay. We'll watch it. Right, we'll watch it back. We'll watch it back. We'll have to watch that back. Yeah. Something, Liz, remember when I was just like, something happened in the timelines? That was it right <laughs> yeah. there. Something oh, else yes. happened in the timelines. Uh, outside our this giant car dealership that we have to drive by, there was today, there was just a giant inflatable car fox. It doesn't look a new. A giant fox wearing it's, a t-shirt yeah. saying the car fox. Get the car fox. Yeah. And it doesn't look new. And I'm like, has that, Has that always been, been there? there? And I was just like, it's a timeline. That's a thing. Mandela effect. Yeah, somebody's jumping through time and they fucked that up. And now that's there. <laughs> we got George Clooney <laughs> and we got the Carfax. <laughs> Bernstein Bears. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what was the opening? I don't remember what was the cold open. Was okay, it just do, the funeral? Yeah. Do we just want to jump in? To yeah, we're going to do Pat's yeah. yeah. in a bad um, mood because of this movie. <laughs> I was just thinking like with um, like that figure coming up behind yeah. the Patrick Wilson car, like... We get the premise that your kids hate you. You're divorced now. Um, and him running into the doctor that did the hypnosis. I was like, oh, like, is, I thought he would come back and Carl. do something cool. Carl, like, where did you go well, the rest that, of the he film? Was, well, he was the tip. He was the, well, you know what? That And that's exactly my point is that I feel like the other two, the, I'm only, when I refer to the other Insidious movies for the rest of this conversation, Just the first two. I'm referring to the first two in this, in this story. Um, the first two films, for better or for worse, were really good at suggestive storytelling. Yeah. Like, you could put things together, and only the truly necessary things to the plot did they agonizingly explain to you. So, this way you got... this way. You know, it's one of those things where it's like... force feed it to Exactly. You. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh, there's a red door, or there's a bucket that keeps showing up. And then, like, at the end of the movie, you put it together. It's like, oh... She died because this bitch hit her with a bucket and that caused this and this. And now she does. You know what I mean? Like you're able to put it together. This had none of that. That's this true. was just like stuff that they set up and then they never paid off. And then Such the stuff as... that they did set up and paid off. I felt like kind of had no bearing on the plot until that very moment. Specifically with the dad. The stuff with the ghost dad comes in and out the whole movie, and it doesn't really matter until the very end. The dad's not guiding him anywhere. The dad's would, not there's no significance to the dad. So I don't wanna I don't wanna jump too far ahead. Um, but the dad, I do think when you say he doesn't guide him anywhere, he literally chased that motherfucker up the stairs in, in like into the his mo his dead mom's bedroom and shoved him into the closet where he got the MacGuffin. Like that, the dad yeah. literally forced him to pick this up to put the pieces together. See, that's the thing is that I th like that's one way you could look at it. But there's but before that, he also goes into the further. So you also can interpret that as him pushing him like, hey, you can do this. Remember, like you can you can fucking astral project because yeah. that's the um, what's it called? That was the other thing. Um, or I guess you I guess that's like the one aspect of the film. I guess I did like was the. um was the memories coming back? Yeah, or was them figuring out that they had these and having powers, like, having the the just bits and pieces, <clears throat> didn't give the full story to them. Like the the whole time, the son was like, "Oh, you tried to kill me." It's like, no, 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 you just have a sliver of the memory. That's not what was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, let's go back to the to the top. Yeah. Um. The the text messages on screen were weird. That was yeah. That, that was, was weird. weird. There's there's never not. Listen, when you're doing the same thing that Good Charlotte music videos from 2016 are doing, you should not be putting you're doing that in it wrong. Movie. You're doing it wrong. Um, I really liked that they were divorced because in the first one, th their their relationship was so strained. Um, 
And uh, like there, there was one point, it, there, some of the writing was a little underdeveloped, and there's like so the shit starts popping off in the first movie, and all of a sudden Patrick Wilson's like, I gotta stay late at work at my job as a teacher. My boss said I have to stay late. It's like never in a million years as a teacher does your boss call you and say you have to stay late and grade yeah. papers tonight. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Um, and then it's just him avoiding the problems, and it read to me as. Him being scared of ghosts. <laughs> so he's just like, fuck my family. I'm staying at school. But it was really, you learn that it's him being afraid of his past and having been an astral projector, a traveler, um, and not knowing how to deal with that. Um, they never bring up his childhood in this movie either because his childhood was really, was a very big focal point to his character in the first both, two movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one, they don't bring that up at all. I, th I think it's kind of like, I don't know how it would work into this one. Oh, I'm not saying it would have been a good idea too, or, you know, to throw it in with the mix with everything else. Right. But I'm saying it, uh, it, 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 if that was something you were interested in seeing, that is not anywhere in this movie. Yeah. Little baby Josh. Yeah. Um, I, th if I, I'll just, I'll just start with some of the things I liked up in the front, uh, up in the beginning. <sighs> hmm. Well, dig there's deep. not very much. Oh, you know, it was a bright spot when I the, the two paranormal guys had a successful YouTube channel. Yeah. They had 7.49 million subs. I was good like, for good them. for them. I'm glad. I'm glad it all worked out. And that's uh, Lee Winnell as Specs. Yes. Yeah. That is him. Yes. Um, yeah, it was good to see. Good to see them. I was kind of hoping they'd have a bigger role, but that's fine. Um, should we talk about some scaries? Some, some, some. Uh, so the one thing I didn't like about this movie is that the ghost always turned off the lights. So there's no day spookies. Like there's. Oh yes. Okay. So if something you I need to know about Pat and I you... is we love a good daytime spooky. Like jump out while and I guess there if was you can a make little a bit... horror movie frightening when it's bright outside. That and You're if your movie right. has day spookies. You got a good horror movie. Now I will say this we movie, did. We no got day no, no. We got we got one with the dad when he bursts through the window, which is like a whole other thing. Like why are you bursting through the window? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, but he just <laughs> fucking tackled him through a pane that's of glass. What I'm saying. It's like, did he really push him upstairs? Like it's not it's not thought out. <laughs> no, he didn't like, push okay. him upstairs. He like pushed him into the closet. I get that. But he I'm chased saying him that... up the stairs into the. Remember, because he opened the door. Yeah. To the mom's bedroom first. Mm -hmm. And then chased oh. him into because he wanted him to go into that room. Yeah, yeah. But even then, it's just if that was your objective, why you shouldn't would you pull through well, a pain Maybe glass? he wouldn't have. Maybe he thought like, if I don't do it this way, he's not going to get scared and run upstairs. Mm. <laughs> maybe I don't know. You're giving a lot of credit to this ghost dad. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, there's like a good amount of exposition. Like we said, it was very slow and kind of plotting. It didn't really get into. <sighs> It sure did. Um, it was very surface level on every single point. But when he goes into the uh, MRI machine, that was that was a fun one. That was a fun scare. There was some interesting camera angles that put me on edge in that. Yeah. But but um, ultimately, it was ruined for me when I found out they were falling in and out of sleep. But that's always that's, that's kind of always been the thing. Oh, I I well, wasn't it the third one? Was it the third? Third one doesn't count in this oh, discussion. That's right. Okay, fair enough. Yes, yes. I already said the and other one and one two. movies. And if we're gonna get, but like, I thought was they had to be hypnotized, not that they nope. fell asleep. No, nope. nope. astral projection is always like when you're sleeping. That's why there was in that point in the second one when Patrick Wilson is is pulling a shining on them, 
and they go down into the basement mm -hmm. and the kid's like, oh, I'll go, I'll go to sleep and find the real daddy. Mm -hmm. So he just goes and like conks out. Yeah, yeah. So that's always been a thing is like, it's a sleep thing. Can we talk about how he like remembers that he can do that? Like flip of a switch. He's like, I need a dark room and 10 seconds and I'll be out. Well, he had, that it, it, it had been happening to him for a couple like, nights at that point. Yeah. Like yeah. But harness, but being able to just harness it and take it for a ride at that point. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That that bedroom ghost was fucking trippy though. The, the, the one that was the vomiting everywhere. Ghost. Yeah, that guy was fucked up. The guy was puking in Nick yeah. the Dick's bathroom. Yeah, Nick the Dick's <laughs> bathroom. That guy was fucked up. I love I love how they set that up. It's like we don't want any more incidents. RAP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the kid that died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew as soon as they said it, I was like, okay, we're gonna see him yeah. at some point. Um Shut the door. <laughs> Shut the door. And Make then that frat house is never addressed again after um, we can talk about Chris's character after she almost just dies. Yeah, I like because she's just like, fuck this. Oh, I did want to say about uh, Chris and the whole college thing and the art. We didn't even talk about the art teacher. Um, everything about the college just felt like such a caricature of college. It's like who's your kooky roommates playing melodica and you yeah. know like saying stuff about liberal arts and you know it's like it's you don't also, know how to write for youth. Yeah, whoever it's, wrote this. It's also one of those. Um, how do I put it? It's like it's very caric. It's like a caricature of college drafts really. But you there's the, the one student, the first student in the art class that you see, literally has pink air, pink hair, and uh, cat ear yeah. headphones. I'm yep. like. Oh, it was so the, the and the like well, I was gonna head, say the teacher, like, the teacher was the most stereotypical out yeah. of all. And like this big RC would be like, "You're going to break the rules," and like he tears up his portrait of his of his of his recently deceased grandmother and everything. And like I get he's trying to find himself and all that shit, but like you're yeah. right, it was a caricature, and there was something. But like I didn't mind the college at like it was cool not, to have it be outside story. of the house. Yeah, our teacher was a total nothing. It was a, uh, to me, yes. The the writing was weird, uh, or not even weird, just like kind of lame. Uh, I do think the framing device of her having him do the art exercise and count back from ten was an interesting framing device to open the door again. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Um, that was the other thing I thought at this time. I was like, I'm so sick of the uh, the artist that draws the horrors that they see. Cliche. You know what I mean? And they did have kind of have it in the previous movies yeah. too, yeah. Um uh, uh I'm trying to think of what the um When did the first one come out? Two thousand and ten, I think. So you're saying like the tropes of the last fifteen years, but that means that Insidious created them. Two thousand eleven, actually. No, I would not say that. I would not say that. I I even think that the first Insidious movie, the first Insidious movie is good, mm -hmm. but I'm not. But it's not like, it's not some revolutionary like scarehouse. It's just got these fun ideas and cool execution. It's good enough. And the like, fucking same with the character second one. design. I know yeah. it's not his name in the movie, but the Darth Maul, Darth Maul guy. I call him they, Tiny Tim. They changed him. They, they changed did. He's him older now. He's well, more it, mature. Yes, but also the first movie got the reaction that it did. Like, oh my god, it looks like Darth Maul. But that was that was not intentional, right? But just that shot of him <laughs> over Patrick Wilson's shoulder is so fucking right. Very iconic, yes. However, Disney now owns um 
You think that they don't want him to look like Darth Maul? Well, he still he still has the red on his face, but it's a handprint now. It's not the patch like it used to be. He was also kind of like uh, he looked almost like older and broken down and kind of crispy around the edges. Yeah, yeah. You didn't get too much of him as compared Which is to the good, first two movies. Because the first one, they they did a great job of just sprinkling him in, and then the third act, like they showed too much of him and his like hooves. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's you there's can see also, the flaws. There's also this um. There's also uh, this weird like, it's like a who's a who's the villain. Is it Darth Maul or is it the dead lady? You know what I mean? Um. Well, they yes, but uh, it was always set up that the demon, the Tiny Tim demon, is going for uh, what's his name? Dal- Dalton. Dalton. And then the like in the first one, they even get into the old lady is Josh's. Yeah. Uh, groomer. Groomer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's pretty much what it is. Uncle. Uh, un- Uncle. Uh, fucking. What was his name in the movies? Carter or something like in this they get into it in the second one Carter um, I don't know oh. Bill Wilkins no nah, uh that's that's the conjuring um oh yeah I'm trying to think like yeah this uh, I don't know man would th- you think it was a whole fucking nothing burger to me I can't even think anything but keep going uh, ask me questions once in a while <laughs> I liked uh when he is pulled back into the further how Tiny Tim has set up like vignettes of his t- his coma year, yeah, and it's like, oh, you want it? You want to fucking remember? I'll show you, yeah. But then in the real world, when it's them in the dorm room, I thought that was really underbaked, mm-hmm. and it could have been like maybe her running around the, the dorms, but it's just him tossing her around the dorm room, mm-hmm. and you know he looks scary, but it's they didn't really do much of anything with it. Um. The when so the first hour of the movie was really slow. The first twenty minutes was bad. That was like I remember I learned, learned her. I was like, this is shit so far. Then it started to, some interesting stuff happen. Right around that hour mark is where shit picks up though, because that's when he goes and meets uh, Rose Byrne, which is yeah. his ex wife. Uh, I wish he had a little bit more to do here than just be the worry ex wife. Just kind of what she was in the other movie. Um, Although she was dealing more with the supernatural stuff. That's what I'm saying. She was worrying the whole time and just scared, but she was kind of... She was confronting it head on, as opposed to... She basically drove a lot of the action in the first one. Yeah. Whereas this movie, um, she has a lesser role to take, and it was... um, It was... I mean, like, what I liked about that scene, specifically, is how... um, the emotions between the two of them, how she like, she knows what happened, mm-hmm. but she doesn't let him on, let him on. And finally, like he gets it out of her. And she like, she like yells at him because you chase around with a fucking baseball. But yeah. like the kids don't know. They and saw he, and your he's, face. He's yelling too. He's like, Oh, how could you keep this from me? Like we could have worked through this. And she was like, no, can't work through that. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, um, his son's drawing pictures of him at the red door. beating Now, What's the significance? Of, is the red door just that guy's house? Tiny Tim? Yeah. Um, Alexis and I were talking about this, and she was under the impression that, like, there's a bunch of red doors, and all these ghosts have red doors. It was almost like fucking Danny Phantom. Mm-hmm. Did they have? Oh, no. I'm thinking of Monsters, Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to me, I think the red door is just kind of um, like that person, that traveler. So, like, 
that's Josh's door. It's a it's a metaphor in a way. So it's like that's his connection to the further mm-hmm. kind of. So I don't like yes, that is where Tiny Tim lives, but I don't think it's like that's his front door to go home. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, that's it. that's it's like, you know, if he wants to creep into into uh Dalton's world. Okay, okay. What do you think of the music? Didn't think about it at all. The music didn't do the normal insidious thing I'm that so it does. Like the opening one. Un- yeah. Uh, until they started going to the further again. Like this, Did you notice like that? The like thematically. Yeah. The more and more that they started going in, you started hearing that motif. And then by the end, it was full blown. I'm just like, glad the la- like the o- the opening sequence. It's fucking loud. In the first two movies, it's mm-hmm. just like that screaming cacophony yeah. of strings. Yeah. Um, they didn't go that hard for this they one. They did not. They yeah. did not. But there was that motif there, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, that's, it, that's the thing, man. It's just I feel like this this movie is just such your your bog standard. Like, let's just watch this. On, like this, yeah. I'd put this in the same fucking realm as those two shit Halloween sequels. You know what I mean? I just happen to like Insidious more. This is the best out of yeah. those three, but st- I'd put it in that company. Yeah. Um, I'd put it between Halloween one. And Halloween two and three, like it's somewhere between the quality because Halloween one was really solid and two and three were just garbage. Yeah, um, this would fall somewhere in the middle. Like if I were to stack them in a pile, it would be three, two, and then this. Halloween three, Halloween two, and then this. This being you, the best. this would be the oh I, yeah. Why would you start? I'm saying <laughs> Halloween one is the best, mm-hmm. then this, and then two and three. Oh, I'm not even talking. This. Halloween one's in its own thing. Oh, okay. I would this. I'm, this, I'm just yeah. saying, like this. I'm just saying, two and three are also shit movies. And I, when I think of shit movies, this one would come to mind too. Yeah, <laughs> I would put it in. I would put it in with the movie where the evil transfers eyes. <laughs> That's where I'd put it through. Uh, Liz, you have anything for spoilers? Um, God, I wish I did. I really wish I did. I. It's a w- movie about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I. You- can we talk about like? What was just with the random jokes? Like there was some random, like I guess they just wanted Chris to be the comedic MCU release. Um, they had they, and, there was some jokes and levity in the first in the first couple, especially the uh, Specs and Tucker. Mm-hmm. Like they were usually the comic relief, but um, yeah, I I think the humor did, just didn't land. Yeah, that's what I, I'm I'm thinking too. Like I, it, it's like you give this brooding artist with memory issues. One quippy line the entire movie, and that's it. Like it just like felt fake and not. I wish it like like funny joke. I think I got like one good laugh out of me, but I don't, I just don't think it was necessarily needed at that point. But um, I get yeah. It's tough to kind of really find anything to say because so much of this movie is nothing. There's not a whole lot of like uh, um, set pieces or anything. Mm-mm. There we went over the. MRI machine that was cool. The the frat house one was cool. The the follow up frat house scene was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that seeing uh, Tiny Tim again for the first time in that scene was cool to see him like lurking over uh, the roommate's body. Yeah. Um, then there's you know like we said they returned to this the, movie did the further really well actually I do have something to comment on it made really it made really small spaces. 
really easy to hide in a corner in. Mm-hmm. They'd be doing full 360s of rooms. Yeah, looking you're for like, people. where the fuck? Where the fuck is he? Yeah. And then when they do another one, oh, it's in the corner now. You yeah. know what I mean? They did a lot of that. And like, I, I, I get like I get it. They're trying to set up, oh, maybe it wasn't there. It's that's, playing, that's the it's problem. It's playing with your expectations. See, you know that's I mean? where I think the problem is with this movie is that they set some of it, so much of it in that dorm room. Whereas if you did like bring it to the gym, Bring it to the dining hall. Set it at college. Like the frat house was cool because they had different rooms and stuff, and they still didn't even utilize it. Yeah. Whereas if they took the college setting and thought bigger, then it could have been cool, like chase scenes and running away from ghosts. But they didn't. Um, You're just trapped in the room with some boogans. The uh, the scene at the end, the one where he's holding the light. Get, he- before you get to that, what about the they, they tried to do the thing that Insidious does really well in the first two where it's like it injects the character from this movie and plugs him into the previous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Josh is revealing their memories and he's now in the basement when Patrick Wilson's like got the hammer and he tackles him, I thought that was a, a, like a clever way of working it in, especially when he's now fighting with the, uh, the grandmother. Now, did that happen in the second one? He gets tackled. So no, he he's holding the hammer over his head. Yeah, and then in uh, the ghost realm, the Patrick will the further Patrick Wilson's, you know, his actual self mm-hmm. is fighting for control, and he like he kill oh he kills. He kills a ghost that then you know like uh, gets rid of the ghost from his body. Yeah, so he collapses. This one, it's like he's not so much collapsing as it times in perfectly with Dalton yeah. t- tackling him. I don't, there was no clear it's not, cut it's way. Not as, it's not as seamless as, because the first the two first movies were written side, like, perfect. oh yeah, when I remember when I saw the second one, I was very impressed. The knock like, at the what? door, you're like, that's the best amazing. one. I was like, how how could you even time that? And uh-huh. then when you figure out that they they, they wrote these movies to, to fit like a puzzle piece, yeah. whereas... The, it's a, they pulled the back to the future did. part too. It, it was great. It truly is great. Um, and then, oh, and then in the second movie, one, when when uh, they show uh, young Josh, and he's like, "I'll show you," and they are not sure what's going on, and then it circles back around, and Patrick Wilson's now back in the fucking eighties, and uh, Elaine's character is like, "Oh, so that's what that was about." He's talking to his older self. Yeah. yeah. Oh, makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. Um. Speaking of Elaine, what I was gonna say was the part where the uh, where he calls out to his de- like where basically he says I'm gonna die to save my son and he's gonna walk around the further I guess and be dead right he's yeah. just gonna die on uh, this ends with me yeah this ends with me uh, truthfully I thought they were gonna go for fan service and, and Elaine was gonna walk out or and his mom I'm, and I was gonna be like. I was like, all right, that would be three times they've done that now, yeah. and it's good every time. You know what I mean? That there's some, that the damn the Best Buy witch is in the further fighting all the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then you, so what's the deal with her at the end? Uh, before we get to that, did you think the scene with the dad was too sappy or just sappy enough? I thought it was fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it was- didn't, because it, it, it made, I mean, like, it's. It would have been nice if we had more of the dad throughout the movie, but I think they had just enough. I can't to make believe it work. I'm gonna say this, but do you know in Man of Steel when AI 
Jarrell is it could have been like that. Yeah. And and it, it kind of was. It, a little bit. A little but it, bit. But it wasn't as direct. You know, it almost has that air of like um American Werewolf in London where the I best friend gets murdered that, yeah. and you oh, and see he keeps his coming ghost back to it. Yeah, for yeah. the rest of the movie. Yeah, and he's and he, decomposing. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I think it could have been like. Not as comedy or jokey, but in that sense of where like um He's like guiding him through the mission. Yeah, that's because the thing that's is the they want to keep it a misdirect. That's, well, that's they're, they're that's trying the to make problem, it a problem, isn't it? Because I feel like it would have been a fresh idea to be like Ghost Dad. He he's going through walls. <laughs> Ghost Dad, he's going through doors. Weeknights on Dad's ABC. Been through a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, you don't know Ghost Dad? You don't know fucking Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. <laughs> Look, I knew I knew what that was. <laughs> He's walking, he's walking through, through doors. <laughs> he's falling through floors. He's going through a lot lately, but he's still dad. It's ghost dad. Okay? Right, let me see the IMDB picture on the second row. Uh, This one? Yeah. What's, what's he doing up there? Well, it is Bill Cosby. You never know what he's up to. I have a to. horrible joke. I'm going to keep it to myself. No, the, the gig that we played the other day, I uh, played with Ella. Uh-huh. Um, They had TVs playing in the basement across from where this the set was mm -hmm. so at one point we're, like they're playing a bunch of retro commercials oh, shit i think joe might have told me this keep going yeah, there's like they were playing a bunch of retro commercials and one of them was like bill cosby doing like pudding oh. pops or something <laughs> so uh you gotta screen those out yeah right you would think so at one point you know like we we cracked a joke about bill cosby oh what the fuck is he doing here and then later on we're playing the show and i look over at guy and over his shoulder is there bill cosby again and i just point <laughs> in front like like a whole audience and i just point and everybody turns to look at bill cosby eating fucking pudding on tv <laughs> it's like that scene in scream where she points while the dude's getting killed up in the top uh, I haven't seen it. You, you need to watch screen movies, Nick. I, I gotta watch and the fucking Mission, Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible too. Movies. All right. Anyway, um, then they had the the other scene. Then there was another sappy scene between Dalton and Dad. At the end, I finally made the wall. Yeah, which like, what a fucking frame to pick of your life. Like, yeah, the most traumatic part. Yeah, well, and that's your dad. I mean, is and I guess that hero. was kind of like the moral of the story. Was like, oh no, we have to talk about our problems, even if it's shitty, or like yeah. we have to live with this. Like, I thought the idea of painting over the door in the picture was, that was cool, cool too. Yeah, the yeah. paint start stripping on them. Yeah, I um, thought that was really cool too. Pat, like, you also really liked the. Um, the hammer coming out of the... That yeah. was cool as fuck. I did not see that coming at all. And it's cool that they gave Tiny Tim... It's it's like he had more of an active role. There was that one point where Josh is realizing what's going on. Not Josh. Dalton is realizing what's going on. And he texts his roommate like, I'm going to... It's not a coma. I'm going to figure out what's going on. And then he goes to sit down and you just it cuts to tiny Tim and he blows out a candle and all of the lights in the dorms go out. Yeah. Um, and that's what like tipped off. The I thought roommate. they were going to follow that even more that like, oh, shit, he's figured out how to get to the other side. Well, like and then he I think the hammer was him. Like, you know what I mean? It's like he is now puppet mastering the like situation. With the vignettes. Like he is like, that's, I feel like that's what the representation here is. Is like, okay, I have your memories on display and mm -hmm. now I'm going to force your hand this way. I'm going to yep. force your hand that way. And I'm coming out whether you like it or not. I know he didn't say anything, but it felt personal. It did. It, it did. It felt like he it's had just look at his face. It's like, personal. It's like, he's like, you little 
fox got away from me. It's like, yeah, I, it's do, like he's just, still chasing him after 10 years. I guess it is assuming, a decade, huh? Yeah. Are we just assuming Tiny Tim is their like sleep paralysis demon? Like that's it. He's, like they said in the early in the one of the first of the second one that he's literally a um a de- uh, a demon. I think it's a demon. Yeah. You know what would have been sick? If he's it was, never. If it he's was never the dad. been um, of earthly presence. So he is a life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he wants nothing more than to have life. Um, whereas, like the old lady, she is a. They call her a parasite. Yeah. But also, like a. She is a ghost. She's a ghost of a, a dead man. Uh, and then they have other like the ones that crawl out of like the vents and shit. Yeah, those that, are just I, regular ghouls. No, I, but you know what? That's I when thought, video game logic says yeah. coming. These these are the guys I beat up. Yeah, yeah. But did you like on the way to like, um, like the one girl looked like she was like a performer. I'm like, is yeah, she yeah. part of the, the liberal arts school? Like, are these like <laughs> ghosts from the well, college? They, that's the thing is, I think they do have some logic in these movies where it's the ghosts are related to where, like, they are where they died. Yes. Um, the 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 old lady ghost that happened, something happened in that house. Yeah. Um, I will say this. There's though. the family. There, like, there's a vignette of like a girl who shoots her family. They, do, they keep the continuity of yeah. like the logistics of this astral there's projection. There's the, the world. kid who died from binge drinking. I, I think will, that I think that's frat hazing. The war the war on fraternities, Nick. Yeah, I will say it's um, a bastion of men. It it was it was interesting. Um, how do I? Put Which it? one? What are you looking at? Right I'm now? I'm pull, I'm gonna pull them up. Don't worry. Two. Um, Damn, these numbers suck. Yeah, they do. They're not great. I, I was going to say this, that it's it's one of those movies that while I'm watching it, it's like they're going through all of the stuff I want to see in an Insidious movie with these characters and like these, these monsters pretty much. But it doesn't have any feeling or meaning because there's no time or tension built up at all. I also feel like um, just getting to, to the pacing of it, there was a, quite a few instances where... If they just had some snappier cuts in the edit, the action would have been so much better. Yeah. And I can't give like a concrete example, but there was a, like a lot of things that Patrick Wilson was doing where they were just holding on him for so long. Yeah. No, I get it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's what made the movie feel so sluggish in parts. It was also, it start, my showing was at 1120 and mm-hmm. they, they were like, you'll get out of here by 130. I'm like, how the fuck? I mean, obviously there's trailers and stuff, but it's like, how is this a two-hour movie? This should Did be. You a- see the post-credit scene? No, I, I didn't one? stay for. I didn't stay for I it. Did but not apparently know there was, there was one. one. Well, let's pull it up. All right. So the first Insidious uh, came out in 2010. Um, critic score 66 percent, audience score 62 percent. That's shocking to me that is this it? is not higher. Is it? I feel like this should like at least the audience score. I feel like this should be around. I feel 75. like the yeah. I think the audience score should be higher on this, but the the critic score makes total sense. Yes, absolutely. Um, Insidious Chapter Two. These are way lower than I expected. I remember it not being as good as the first one, like overall, but it's a very solid companion. The, but piece. the the concepts too, like the fact that it does tie into the first one. To me, I always remember this one. I was like, this one's even better there's than the a, first one because they play with that time. Yeah, there's a shot in the second one where he has the dice. The dice yeah. tells you, and it says, and he asks, what's behind your back? And he says, why don't you ask the dice? And he throws it down, mm-hmm. and it says knife, and then he goes to try and kill that. Did he kill that guy? 
Oh, uh, you think he does, but he yeah. wants it. That's Carl. That's the guy we see in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but also there were a lot of weird... I, don't, I think it was the second one where they're fumbling around with flashlights in the house. And it's like, oh, you go look at... I guess it had to be... He's not in the coma in the second one. This was the first one. Anyway, like, yeah, they're fumbling around with flashlights and doing fuck all. Yeah. And it's like, we're just padding the runtime right now. Yeah. Um, all right. Insidious Chapter 3. Critics had this one at 57 and audience had this at 51. Makes sense. I, I, did you see the third one? No, I haven't seen three or four. Third one is, it is basically this girl, get, dude, it is the craziest of um oh this one's directed by Lee Winnell too. It's the oh. first movie Lee Winnell ever directed. Um this movie starts with a girl who is going to performing school. She wants to become an actress, right? And she and she's like a dancer and shit. Out like I mean out of nowhere. I still I I'll never forget the feeling I had in theater. This bitch gets hit by a car so hard and out of nowhere and the way is that she they paralyzed after it, that? I don't think she's paralyzed. I believe that she's just like her legs are just broken, which would uh, like they hit her hard. Like, so I'd be surprised <laughs> if it was just her legs. But movie logic, just her legs. So the way that they played with your uh, expectations and the tension then is that she can't move at all. She's just bedridden. Oh, I or remember she's that. Yeah. Yeah, she's trapped. Yeah. And everything happens around her. That's and, cool. and it was a different story. Like there was a. But it's still focused was, around Elise. Yeah, well, yeah. Elaine, she, she, Elise, I forget. Elise, I think her name is. And then this one I have not seen at all. I have not seen this one at all. Um, people, I, there have been, I've read some reviews and I've read some breakdowns that say this one somehow ties into the first three really well. Interesting. It's it's interesting how they do that, <laughs> how they keep tying into things. But, I mean, this one was also written by Lee Winnell, so it would make sense. This is this is the first one, uh, the, the, the newest one, that is not written by... Now let's see. Let's pull it up. Insidious the Red Door. Now this is surprising to me that this is so much higher than everything else. I guess with time, we'll probably it'll well, probably sink down. Well, that's the thing. Down. Remember, Insidious when it came out, um, you know, it won a lot of horror fans over. Remember, we always say horror exists in its own little. Mm. You know what I mean? So this the past ten years, have you ever seen Insidious? We should watch Insidious in my house. You guys are you got to check out this. You know what I mean? Can I yeah. say that theater was fucking packed today, and this movie doubled its budget on its opening weekend. This score That's... has gone up since we started. It was at a thirty-six and a sixty-eight. Wow! Yeah, it's gone up. Damn. Let's see what the top. I was reading some through some of these the critics' yeah. uh, reviews, and they were brutal. Even the ones that were positive were brutal. Yeah. Because ultimately, like, that's what I said. I don't think this is a great movie, a good movie by any means. Like, I think this is a bad movie. But, like, as far as the final chapter in the, in the land, like, it, do, it does everything I expected it to do. It just doesn't do it as well. Like, not even close to as well as the first two, I don't think. Yeah. That's, I did, you know, that's really what it is. It's the weight of expectations, you know? And it's sad because, you know, the first two are good, but let's be honest, they're not great. They're not like right. they're and they're not like they're they're not. I think Insidious has its place in the B horror movie genre. 
I think it's it's up there as one of the top ones. I don't even but know if it would be. B, that, I would say bottom tier of like mainline because like uh, fair enough that yeah. that works too. That they, they yeah. can coexist. You know, there's a there's a Venn there's diagram. that gray area. Yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. gray area. I would I would yeah absolutely. But I would not ever point to this as the, one of the greats. I would be like, you should check out The Conjuring. You know? Oh, See, you like that? You should try his other movie, his first movies, Insidious. Oh, you like that? You ever seen Malignant? I might have to. <laughs> I might have to rewatch the Conjuring movies. But to me, I always the reason I gravitated towards Insidious is because they're inventive. Whereas the Conjuring always felt like here's another possession movie. You know, it's like it's just we've seen this shit before. Yeah, but I think the 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 biggest difference between the Insidious movies is how you can is how much better the Conjuring grounds its story between its characters and the relationships that they have. Whereas this movie is, words are just spaces between the characters. <laughs> that's an interesting. That's an interesting quote, right there. And you can't even get. And the other thing is, is that at least with like three, if if I were to bring in Insidious three real quick, that movie at least moves from sequence to sequence. Right. And even though it doesn't do too much on the characters, it it was a different. It was a change of direction. But it wasn't like a total departure from the world right. of Insidious. But it still moved. It was an evolution. Yes, but it still moved. This motherfucker never moves until like 45 to 50 minutes into it. And then it moves way too fast. They're like they're throwing everything at this you. This kind of felt like similar to Indiana Jones where everything happened in the last half hour. Yes, exactly. And it and, But not like... But it's not like the culmination of things or payoffs. Right. It's like here's it all the starts a half an hour. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. like and, the and, stuff and, I cared about, yeah. like with the for them going to the further and seeing Tiny Tim and like um, meeting all the ghosts and battling whoever. I thought the the it, um, the um, I thought the woman in black would show up at some point. Yeah, you know. Um, I thought we were gonna do all oh, that. Yeah, the, the, it was surprisingly restrained. Yeah. for like the fair for the you know the farewell tour. You know yeah. what I mean. I think this could have been 20 minutes longer. I think if we had either fleshed out like the dad storyline. No, I no. I think it could, I think the first 30 minutes could have been rewritten. That's what I well, think. Well, yeah. I mean that too, but you want I me think to sit through 20 more minutes yes, of this. I Holy do shit. want you to sit through 20 more minutes of this because I'd rather watch a longer horror film that's like immaculate with like great storylines. 20 that, like, minutes of runtime was going to fix I would agree about adding 20 more minutes in is if we took all of what is in there and really tighten it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're adding 20 minutes, but it's also 20 minutes shorter. So it's exactly the same length, but just with sure. better editing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's talk about the last scene of the movie. Bullshit. What's the deal with Elise? She, she I think, is down from heaven. <laughs> I guess. At the at the uh, at the end of the second one, I guess, like they talk about Elise came back to the further to help. Yeah, she's she's already passed on to the great beyond. She came back to help. So I think her being on Earth uh, is is like her coming down as not, a, you know, a soul trapped between worlds. She's gone. She's an angel. You're saying she's, she's an angel. She is an angel. And also at the end of the second one, there's like a there's there is like a post credit type scene. Holy shit. What? I did not know this. What? Um. After the end credits have rolled to an evocative cover of the Shakespeare sisters gothic classic Stay by the Swedish metal band Ghost, featuring vocals from Patrick Wilson and himself, I thought that was him singing. I didn't even pick yeah, up on he was that. singing. So he fucking sang with Ghost in okay, the last. All right, well, that's cool as fuck. 
Uh, viewers get one last glimpse of the titular red door. The light above it begins to flicker, hinting that the portal to the further is not quite as sealed as we thought. However, while this brief singer definitely teases more future installments of the series, the franchise producer Jason Blum has definitively stated that this is the end of the road for the Lambert's. Yeah, bro, because they're, they're not trying to pay, uh, what's it called? Patrick Wilson. They're not trying to pay Patrick Wilson all his money. Rose Byrne. Uh, to give you more of a serious answer, he's going to the last, uh, this is the last we're going to see of Insidious for a while. It may not be the forever rest, but it's certainly going to rest for a very long time. So if anyone comes up with an idea in 10 years, who knows? But that's not the plan. As there have been every prior Insidious movie, there's no current plan in place for number six. Okay. Um, I think we'll see how much this makes. and then At the end of part two, there's, I don't know if it's a prose credit scene, but uh, it's at the end, where the two guys, Specs and Tucker, show up at a house, and they and this, this family needs help. We're here to help. Mm-hmm. And then Elise shows up. She's a ghost. And like one of the little daughters is like, oh, who's the woman behind you? And nobody can see her except for the kid. Mm-hmm. And it's Elise, and now she's doing paranormal shit from beyond the grave. So I think this end credit scene, or the end the pre- credit scene the end the, the final scene in the film she's still wandering the earth f- as a force of good yes yeah she's wearing all white and pastel blue mm. so she's she you know she's good yeah um can we talk about the wardrobe change for dalton where he goes from wearing all black and like denim dark colors and then the final scene when he hangs up that portrait He's wearing, like a a, he's wearing a white button down oh, with like right. pastel colors. And it, looks, and it was like buttoned all the way and up know, to the yeah. top. And there's this idea of possession where when you're being possessed or under the influence of possession or whatever, you wear darker clothing. And then when that finally breaks, you actually start to wear lighter clothing and stop being so depressive. So it would make sense. Sure. It he was, also could just be a weird kid. Yeah, he could just be an art school kid. Yeah. He also could just like the color black. He, uh, his outfit when he first got to college and he had the flannel wrapped around his waist, I was like, that's a good look. There. I like that outfit. <laughs> yeah. I like those those baggy ripped up jeans uh-huh. with that flannel and that muscle tee. All right. Is there look, anything looking else? good there, Dalton. <laughs> Is there anything else that we have to cover? Because um, I don't think I don't have anything else to say. I really don't think there's anything anything I'm missing as far as like story wise. I mean, there's there's like little things I could point out, like <laughs> how like. Dalton's cage in the further is just a pile of chairs that has an opening for him to conveniently be pulled out of. Well, he's all, yeah, he's Um, shackled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like it didn't, but like the shackle was loose and somebody pulled him out of it, which means the shackle wasn't under the chair, like the cage of chairs to be kept in. Like it's, it's there's stuff like that. More of a metaphorical cage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's, I don't know. It's like I said. There's, it's, it's. I, 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 I want to see I a Tiny Tim movie. Like how, oh, did, like how did he get here? Demon. Why is he a lizard now? Like why has he got lizard skin? Because he's old now. Oh, okay, that that sells no that for me. Care. All right. Well, um, like I said, I, I, I'll just cap it off with. Clip if you week. haven't seen Insidious, the other Insidious movies, at least the first two, you don't need to see this. Uh, there's nothing here for you. This does nothing new. This does, and if it, and it, even like Evil Dead Rise, is that the one that we just mm-hmm. saw? That one did nothing new, but all the shit that it did do, it did really fucking well and effectively, and that's why we really liked that movie, whereas this movie I felt like just bored the fuck out of me until the last 45 minutes, and then I wished that was the movie I saw. So, um, yeah, I guess time for Clip of the Week. Oh, yeah, Clip of the Week. Oh, it's the Clip of the Week. It's the Clip of the Week. 
theme song never gets old. Yeah. Um, you ready, Nick? I uh, brought this one for you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Oh, Jinx. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Pan- pancake by drunk, drunk dump truck driver. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, let's... This what, guy, this guy you could, just the way he's driving already, you can tell he's under the influence. Mm-hmm. So this guy's making a left-hand turn. He gets wailed by a... <laughs> two trucks. Two trucks. Oh. Well, the first truck's kind of like a uh, a dumb truck. He nails him on the... And then the other truck that he pushes him into is a proper 18-wheeler. And then dude. those two trucks basically explode upon impact. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, dude. This is like this is like that guy that got attacked by two sharks at once. Like, he's just unlucky. That car is a pancake. Boosh. God. Yeah, where is the car? It's Even got, the front of the truck That's it, is, dude. That's it. All the pieces on the ground. That's the car. No, that be, came out of the dump truck. <laughs> it's got to be under whatever that white... If that's part Tarp? of the truck or yeah, let's canvas. see. Let's try to follow. Try to follow the the car. Okay. All right, real slow here. Oh, he's under. There it is. There it is. See it? There, there that little piece. <laughs> oh, this right here. J- below it, pull it back. This a couple right frames. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there's like the front. The oh, fucking. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then when it turns, it's just kind of nothing, gone. though. Yeah. <laughs> damn. God damn. Yikes. You got a story with this one? No. Nah, no. Nah, this has been on the internet for quite some time. Imagine being the guy that caught this on the dash cam being like, holy I shit. I just watched somebody die. Yeah, really, dude. Not just get die, be obliterated, yeah. pulverized. This is the, is the way he to basically put it. got the fucking submarine treatment. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> the submarine treatment. Yeah, the implosion. Yeah, he was flattened. All right. Um. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up. Um. Did you Did you hear that they got the last like text messages from them? No. For twenty minutes, they had an emergency. They knew. They knew what was bad. Well, they were descending way too fast, and now the the, the going theory is that a pinhole, like size of a pinhole of water, got into the um compartment behind them mm-hmm. and started fucking with all their electronics and stuff and that took on all the water too so that was making them sink way too right. fast uh and then for as fast as they were sinking even though they released like their ballast and like the foot things and like whatever they couldn't get up Any fast height, enough yeah. because they weighed too much because there was water in the compartments that's the going theory and they, like they have text messages like oh fuck oh fuck <laughs> no 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 it's 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 procedural and everything, but they do get more and more desperate as time goes on. It's and and the whole event took place over twenty minutes. Holy! And the shit. last text message that they received from the submersible was at nine forty seven a.m. and they had they had launched at eight at eight a.m. So that was right around the time that they went missing. So, and they were descending way too fast. So well, yeah. that's a a good note so to leave it on. So with that said, we will see you next week for Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Nick is, I'm telling you, he's groaning right now, but he's gonna watch go. He's gonna watch Ghost Protocol Number One and like it, and then I'm gonna tell him who it's directed by. He's gonna be like, "No shit, 
And she'll be like, wow, I did not know that. Robert Zemeckis? You want to know who it is right now? Sure. Brad Bird, the guy who made the Incredibles movies. Okay. He did a really, he did like a live action action movie and it's actually great. That's, I just have. And then you're going to want to watch Rogue Nation. You're going to be like, wow, that was great too. And then you're going to watch Fallout and be like, that's one of the greatest action movies I've ever seen in my life. Did you see that the score for the new one went up? Mm-hmm. It was at a 98 and everybody was like, well, the score is going to come down, you know, like as more reviews come out and it's gone up to 99. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy fuck. This yeah, is, dude. this is going to be a good movie. I know it's going to be great. I can't wait. I just don't and know all of them, in. all of them are, it, they, if this one's the best one, all of them are in that like 90 percentile. Yeah. They're Nick, all good, I've only so. seen one of them. Which Wait, one? you haven't seen Ghost Protocol? What's the one with Henry Cavill? Oh, we got two Mission Impossible movies to watch in this house tonight. All right. All right. Well, with that said, we'll see you next week for Mission Impossible. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.